0: Business is hard, and often business is hard because of humans. It's often the human dynamics that make our lives as founders tricky. (laughs) Understanding what they want, what they need, how to be led, how to communicate well, all of those things are really the bread and butter of what people are working on when they are working on growing a business and also working on developing themselves. One of the topics that comes up more often than you might think in the life of a founder is their own ability to participate in forgiveness. Forgiveness of themselves, forgiveness of other, forgiveness of team members, forgiveness of their business partner, forgiveness of their romantic partner. There's a lot of things that happen in our lives that leave a mark, that leave some hurt. And the process of being able to dive in and clean out the wound and keep a clean slate is, you know, forgiveness in a nutshell. So that's what I'm talking about today on the podcast. I hope that it is a conversation that serves you. If you are someone who is feeling a little prickly in your relationships, whether that's in your business or in your personal life, uh, definitely reach out to our team. I have a member of my team, Brooke Bergerman who is just fantastic at problem solving all manner of relationship dynamics and would love to connect you with her. Thanks so much for listening. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. My name is Dr. Sherry Walling, and I am a clinical psychologist with expertise in entrepreneur mental health. What is entrepreneur mental health? Well, it's human mental health, but with some unique appreciation for the challenges that entrepreneurs face as they are Starting, growing, launching, selling companies. I sometimes say that my life's work is helping smart people do hard things with joy and with ease. Not like gritting it through, but really finding a sense of pleasure and lightness and joy in what is often very, very hard work. Of course, the path to lightness and ease can also be challenging. And one of the things that I find myself talking a lot about in my conversations with entrepreneurs and I guess with all kinds of humans, it usually comes up like this. I usually say something like, um, are you ready to talk about the other F word? You know, not the F word you're thinking of, but the other F word, the other word that is hard to say, hard to deal with. That word is Forgiveness and i think it you know is easy to think forgiveness is not really a business conversation that's not a topic that you need to think about as an entrepreneur but as it goes with our humanness so it goes in our businesses so it goes in our role as leaders and so it's very rare to encounter any human who's having a human experience who's in any kind of leadership role with any kind of pressure interacting with other people where forgiveness is not a really relevant and important topic. To be human in relationship means that we will experience hurt. We will experience some kinds of disappointment, betrayal, at times cruelty, at times intentional violation of our integrity as people, integrity in our bodies. I don't need to tell anyone who is watching or listening that there are sometimes it feels like prolific and constant onslaughts of abuse and mistreatment, whether that's in the form of Twitter, whether it's in the form of physical sexual abuse, maybe that we experience as children, but we can sort of summarize it and say like, it is rough out there in the human experience and most of the roughness, most of the real significant hurt comes from other people. We are so oriented towards other people as humans that they uniquely have the power to hurt us, to unravel us. So part of healing, part of putting our self back together after something difficult happens almost always involves some form of forgiveness. I call this the other F word and acknowledge that it is a difficult topic for many people. Because I think there's almost this implicit weakness in forgiveness that you are surrendering your right to the judge and jury. You're surrendering your right to be right in a situation where you've been wronged. And I feel like that's almost like the the first foundational piece of forgiveness is understanding that forgiveness is a place of a lot of power and a lot of integrity and a lot of, um, Knowing and standing firm in your truth about a situation that's happened, about a hurt that you've experienced, it's not a hand-waving away. It's not a minimizing. It's not a saying, oh, it's okay. It's very much a deep and important and powerful process, not a surrendering, not a dismissing. A second reason why I think forgiveness is a difficult word to sit with is because in our understanding of ourselves as the one who has been wronged and someone else has wronged us, there's this separateness. Again, we sort of stand on the side of right, of victim, even though most of us don't like to use that word about ourselves. A process of forgiveness undoes that dynamic. And we decide that we no longer want to carry the wrongs. We no longer want to be in the experience of having been wronged and we're willing to step out of that identity. I think it is virtually impossible for us to do our best work, for us to be healthy leaders, for us to be in really wonderful connected relationships with other people in our lives if we have a lot of open wounds of hurt. So forgiveness is the process of looking at those wounds opening them up, cleaning them out, repairing them so that we aren't walking around with a lot of, you know, wounds, baggage, scar tissue, however you want to say it, but that our our spirit is clear, our heart is clear, our mind is clear. We aren't carrying around the sense of anger, of betrayal, of whatever that wrong has put on us, put inside of us. We're releasing it. If we don't forgive it feels like we walk around our lives with all of these landmines inside of us these places where we could get triggered or rehurt or where we're looking for danger and when we are in that space of vigilance when we are have these like vulnerabilities inside of us We can't be as present as we want to be. We can't be our full selves because we've got like some of our internal resources relegating to like holding this wound and relegated to preventing a similar wound. Like we're just still churning on that experience of being hurt. Forgiveness is the process of clearing all of that away. One of the things that people often misunderstand about forgiveness is that there's an assumption that if you forgive, you are right back in relationship with the person that hurt you. Sometimes that's the case, sometimes it's not. I I kind of wish we had two words or divided forgiveness into two steps because it is almost two steps, almost always. The first part of forgiveness or the thing that I think is really key in forgiveness is an intrapersonal process. It happens inside of someone. It is that, as I said, the experience of like identifying those wounds, looking at them, opening them, cleaning them out, tending them, repacking them so that they can heal well. And that's almost all internal. That just happens in your heart, in your mind, between you and your therapist, between you and a helper, not necessarily between you and the person that hurt you. Other ways of thinking about forgiveness are Giving over the hurt, like just packaging it up and pressing it out. I guess another sort of play on the word is foregoing the hurt, foregoing the story, to go by, to do without, to release. And again, all of those things happen inside of you. When I work with people on topics related to forgiveness, often it's important to identify the wound, to list out the hurt. List out the way that the infidelity in your relationship hurt you. List out the ways that your business partner's uh, lack of honesty around finances hurt you. Like name it, list it, keep the record of the wrongs. This is sort of the truth telling part. And then once that is done, you look at that list, you hold it, you sort of like stare it right in the face. And you say, you decide within your heart and your mind I don't want to hold this anymore. I forego this. I'm passing this along. I am not letting this stick onto me, be part of me, enter me in any way. I release it. I let it go. That has nothing to do with you being in relationship with this person or you trusting them with finances or with your heart again. All it has to do is with you deciding not to hold The hate, the anger, the disappointment, the betrayal, the victimhood of the story anymore because you want to be clear of it. And that's where forgiveness is really very powerful. It is you standing in your power and saying, I will not be the victim. No matter what level of hurt or hardship has been given to you, that was not your fault. Maybe it happened when you were a child, maybe it happened when you were compromised in your ability to protect yourself. But forgiveness is saying, I do not accept this set of emotions. I do not accept this hurt as core of me, as part of me. I want to give it over so that I don't have to carry it anymore. You know, I want to be clear. I don't I don't have like a finger waving, like you should forgive approach to any of this. I think forgiveness can be a lifelong process depending on the nature of the hurt. I've worked with many, many abuse survivors over the years, people who've had horrible violations to their body, to their spirit, to their mind. And I would never, ever suggest like, well, time to forgive and move on. Um, That is an absolutely uncompassionate Pollyanna-ish, not at all realistic way to see this process. But I do think that In almost all cases, there is some experience of recognizing I have been wronged, but I don't want to carry the wronged anymore. I want to pass it along. I want to release it. For many of us, there's often a component of this story, which is forgiveness of self. This is a recognition of the ways in which we have done damage to ourselves. We have betrayed our own values. We have not acted in the protection or well-being of our hearts or our minds or our bodies. We have been the perpetrator against our own self. And the same process applies, like recognizing the wrongs that have been committed and just deciding not to hold them anymore, to forego them, to go by, to do without. That is still a very deeply intrapersonal, internal to one's self process. And something that is an important practice. It's almost easier if we can learn to work with forgiveness of ourselves first, because, you know, we have compassion, hopefully, hopefully, compassion for ourselves, or at least it's easier for us sometimes to understand how we got there, how we got to the place that we did the thing that hurt us. We know that we're not horrible villains. So if we can begin With ourselves in a practice of forgiveness, it's easier than to apply the process to other people. I think we get some reps in, we get some practice in. I mean, ultimately, one of the best rationales or best reasons to practice forgiveness at all is because we are human ourselves. So we forgive people because we are people, we forgive people because we need to be forgiven, we forgive people because none of us are exempt. From the times and places and situations where we are the ones who do the hurting. And I think when we really own that, when we really lean in and hold our own capacity to be unkind, to be the betrayer, to be thoughtless with our words, and sometimes even to be perpetrating, to be conniving and intentional, to cheat, to lie, to steal. There is a little of that in all of us. None of us are exempt. And so having the ability and the process to recognize that within ourselves and then to forego it, to heal it, is extraordinarily important. So this second part of forgiveness, the part that I actually feel like we need a different word for. I think forgiveness is all like a head-heart process. And the interpersonal, between-people process Is restoration or reconciliation. That feels like a very different deal to me uh, because it does imply something transpires between humans. It's not just like I, in my mind and heart, decide to be rid of the hurt that I carry, but it's that I, in my mind and heart, decide to be rid of the hurt that I carry by telling another person. I forgive you. You have hurt me, but I forego the hurt. I do not accept it. I do not take it. I have every reason to be hurt or to hold you as a betrayer or as a villain, but I decide not to. I don't accept that story. And in a process of restoration or reconciliation, there's usually an asking for forgiveness and a giving of forgiveness. And that kind of completes a relational loop where there is some restoration of or a decision to go on in relationship together in some capacity or another. There's a clearing of the hurt between people. And when that happens, it's extraordinarily beautiful. I think it's some of the best, amazing capacity of the human spirit to really um, patch up and go on together in trust. So when it happens, it's amazing. But it does require two humans with the desire to do that, with the maturity to do that. And it requires the person who has done the wronging, who has perpetrated the hurt, to be truly able to not continue to hurt, to change. I have a great belief in the capacity for human change. It is my life's work to help support it, help bring it about. And I do see it not as often as I like, but I do see it. So for that restoration, reconciliation, let's go on together process, it's more steps and it's more work and there's more things involved and it's more complicated. And I i believe it's possible, but I want to really make the point that forgiveness can really happen just inside of you. And that that is important, even if the whole story, the whole process with the other person, with the person who has wronged you, even if that's not available because they can't, because they're broken, because they're not here anymore, because they're just not up for it, because they can't change. It's almost a bonus if that gets to happen. But you still have the power to do forgiveness work in and of yourself, regardless of what the story is with the other person. There are lots of wonderful books about forgiveness. There are lots of amazing stories of forgiveness. I think this is a human experience where humans can really shine. And I will acknowledge that it is a very, very hard thing to do. I do think it is core to being healthy I think if we want to be extraordinary leaders, if we want to really show up with love in our families, in our intimate relationships, forgiveness is essential and having a language of forgiveness, having a practice of forgiveness, having a way of recognizing hurt and clearing it quickly saves a lot of time and energy lingering in hurt and in trauma for long periods of time people love the word resilience. They love the bounce back ability of the human spirit to experience hardship and difficulty, but like come back kicking. And I love that word too. But I think resilience really is via the route of forgiveness. We have the ability to bounce back after hardship or hurt because we've, we've cleared the hurt. We're not just covering over it or muscling through and carrying it with us but we're releasing it. So I hope this content is helpful to you. I know it's maybe a bit abstract, but um, I think the way to maybe linger into it or like dive into it is to think of some places, some people in your life who have hurt you and to acknowledge places where you still feel some pain or aversion in thinking about those experiences. Make a list of the things that hurt and then see what you can't just decide to let go. Sometimes a physical practice is helpful with this. You know, you can make the list of hurts. I've seen people burn their list in the fireplace or at an altar where there's a very visceral observational experience of like, and it's gone. It's no more. I've seen people um write it on paper and then tear up the paper and sort of confetti it into the trash can. Forgiveness is often not one and done. It's a process, and sometimes it's over and over and over, even forgiving the same thing, and that's okay. But anything that is a practice for you where you're saying, i release this, I forego this, I'm giving it over, if you have to do it over and over, you do, but it's still really valuable to engage in it. I would love to hear about your forgiveness rituals. How do you practice forgiveness? How do you keep your slate of hurt clean so that you're not holding on to things? Is it in journaling? I don't know. What do you do that serves you? You can drop drop your insights in the comments. You can also drop me a note. I love to hear from you and to hear how I can better serve you in your adventure on this planet. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health bootcamp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.